a Podcast One production. Welcome to Just The Gist, the podcast where I recap anything and everything by giving you just the gist of what I need to know. And here with me as always is <laughs> what my best friend. What you need to know or I need to know? What, what, well, what <laughs> you probably specifically need to know. What one needs to know. <laughs> anything that doesn't relate to makeup and or Celine Dion is what Jacob <laughs> needs to know. So that's what we'll cover. <laughs> Welcome, my friend, Hello. my darling lover. How are you? Very well. How are you? I'm all right. Looking good. Thank you so much. Um, I stopped watching Wednesday night's Bachelor episode in a feminist rage. Oh. I know. So I had to um, I had to rewatch it again on Thursday uh-huh. um, because the slut shaming of Abby just went neck level this week, and I got really mad. So um. I just sent a sanctimonious tweet about. <laughs> Feminism and slut shaming, and then I went and watched something else, <laughs> and the problem was solved. And then, yeah, I know. And then today, I was regretting it because I was like, "Well, f now I've got to spend time doing this today uh-huh. when I could have just done it last night." Uh. Um, but it was like a pretty solid episode. So, um, shall we get into it? Because oh god, there's a lot of manufactured drama between her and Ellie that we've got to get to. Uh-huh. Um. Tell I'm me about through, the slut shaming. I'm going through the notes now and they just scroll and scroll Let's and scroll this. and scroll. So this week we open on the women just after last week's rose ceremony, which is where shock horror Chinese tourism robot got booted. Mm-hmm. She was the unlovable loser who got sent away in the car. Mm-hmm. Um and Ellie is, like, really pissed off because she had tried to pull off that whole Kill Bill revenge thing on Abby yep. by telling Astro Bachi that Abby's, like, too sexy and she is um, tricking you with her magic minge. Mm-hmm. And so um, <laughs> and so Abby is, like, reeling that it is Chinese tourism robot who went home. And she's like, I just think it's really unfair because, like, she was so pure in her intentions, which is obviously <laughs> exactly what this show is all about. And so then Oshie comes in and tells them that they're the final five. Mm-hmm. So it's Ellie, Abby, um, stage five pubes dealer Emma, uh-huh. um, subtly bitchy Eleanor, and um, Chelsea, the scientist with abs who will probably win. Mm-hmm. Um and so Osha's like, according to his calculations and the Rose Maths, only four of them will be moving forward to hometown dates. Mm-hmm. So um, that's it. Oshi <laughs> comes in to tell them that five minus four is one. So one person will go Can next I episode. <laughs> assume that hometown dates means he goes to their home turf? Yes, uh-huh. he goes to their home. So it's like finally something that's about how he will fit into their lives, which they don't really consider until the second last week of their relationship okay. with him. So he yeah. goes and sees what they'll be leaving behind Yes, for what him. they'll be leaving behind for him. <laughs> <laughs> and also like their families get to give him like a little bit of a grilling, uh, but that's kind of it. Uh-huh. Um so the next day, there's a group date mm-hmm. and Ellie in a talking head says she's really excited. And this is where I did start to feel for her a bit because clearly the producers are like so trying to make this episode about the Ellie versus Abby thing. And so everything Ellie says has something to do with about how there are people aren't there for the right reasons, even if it doesn't quite fit in with the context of what she's saying. So <laughs> in a talking head, she's like, I'm really excited for the group date even though there are some people who aren't here for the right reasons or who aren't pure of intentions, I'm excited <laughs> for the group date. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> like, why did you say that? Oh, God bless her. So the group date is <laughs> bizarre, but clearly set up just to make Abby look like a slut. Like, it's clearly edited. Mm-hmm. The, the whole group date was orchestrated to make Abby look like, you know, we need to throw her in the river and see if she drowns or floats because she's a (laughs) slutty witch whore. So they bring in a sexologist, Dr. Nikki Goldstein, who actually has a podcast on Podcast One. She's really lovely and Mm -hmm. and very sexy and knows lots about those those kinds of things. And um, she's cool. Um, She's legit. She's a doctor Mm. of sex. Um, (laughs) Did you say sexologist? Yeah, sexologist. Is that a real term or are you just being funny? Yeah, no, it's true. It's a psychologist that specialises in like 
sexual relationships and sexual dynamics and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, it is legit. Cool. Like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm scared um, to Google it, but okay. <laughs> but she comes in and her job is to see how much sexual chemistry Astro Bachi has with each of the five remaining players, which is like, ding, 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 this is going to make Abby look bad. And as soon as she hears the word sexologist, Abby's face is just like, yes, outwit, (laughs) outplay, outlast. Like she knows this is the perfect challenge for her Mm -hmm. at this late stage in the game because if she's not getting good challenges, she's going to get booted. Mm. Um, And, I mean, A, she's great at being sexy, but B, she also does have really great sexual chemistry with Astro Bachi. Like Mm. that cannot be denied. I mean, I feel like she would have great sexual chemistry with a freaking potato but she, she's that's that's her jam man um the magic so, minge <laughs> the magic minge so the first thing they have to do to test their chemistry is astro Bachi is blindfolded mm. and each girl has to come out and hug him for 40 straight seconds and so there's not really like any point to him being blindfolded except because it's not like he has to guess who is who Mm. at the end he just has to pick who his favorite hug was Mm -hmm. but then of course it doesn't really matter what he thinks this whole thing is about the fact that it's being live streamed to the other four girls who are sitting in another room watching Uh so it's all about how they're just going to watch abby be super sexy and bitch about her Uh um and also osha and dr nikki the sexologist are giving commentary while it's happening yeah Um, Ellie at this stage, which I found this quite ironic, jokes in a talking head that like she really wants to win this because if you win this challenge, you get some extra alone time with him tonight. Mm. And she's like, I've got my eyes on the prize. And I was like, oh, gee, she's treating this like a competition. And I suppose the whole country will turn on her now, just like they did on Abby. (laughs) Lol, no. Um, Ellie's hug, she comes out and hugs him. And it's honestly the moment... I knew she was going, Mm. to be honest, because it's not, she's lovely. She's sweet (laughs) and she's lovely and she's going to have a great life with a cute Mm -hmm. farmer husband, driving her kids in the Tarago. Mm -hmm. And and the producers, I feel bad for her, have clearly kind of like probably manipulated her into saying all this really mean stuff about Abby and Mm. and kind of like capitalised on the fact that she's jealous of her and they're like getting her to say things that she probably otherwise wouldn't. So she's lovely, Mm. but she comes out and hugs him and there's just nothing in it. Like I was looking at it and I was like, it's kind of like he is the best friend of her older brother that she has a big crush on Mm. and he like has some affection for her. Mm Mm-hmm because it's his friend's little sister. And she's so sweet. And she's so sweet and Mm. so lovely. And so they have this little hug, but it's almost like he's going to pat her on the head at the end of it. (laughs) Um, So then she goes back. And then, of course, they leave Abby for last. Mm. And by by the way, the other hugs were boring. That is literally why I didn't mention them. Um, (laughs) Abby starts walking out and they literally start playing sexy, vampy music from the second she's even walking out. Mm. Like we don't even see the other girls walk out. Like so she's walking out and you know it's like, it's like a total, I feel bad for her, it's a total stitch up for her because like she says in a talking head, oh, you know, it's hard watching the other girls be physically affectionate with him but I also know that the hardest part of this is that this whole thing is about the fact the other girls are going to be bitching about me when I hug him. Like so she knows like and I I felt so sorry for her but then she's also like but you know what, I don't care. I'm just going to do it the way I do it and so then they cut back to her and it is basically like porn music. It's like... (laughs) And then they've got these like generic kind of sexy woman whispers going... (sighs) (laughs) (sighs) like what and so she walks over to him and it is like a really sexy hug Mm. like it is set like I got a minge twinge from her magic minge. <laughs> like she wraps her arms around him and it's just really like sexual and Dr. Nikki, the sexologist, is like there's fireworks between them and there is, like, he literally starts sweating through the back of his shirt (laughs) during the hug and the other girls are watching in the other room and they are just, like, so 
furious. Mm. And and this is where the slut shaming started really to piss me off because mm. it's not just coming from the other girls. It's clearly coming from the show and they've edited it this way. And there's like this Madonna and whore storyline like, Ellie is the sweet chase country girl who deserves mm. him and Abby is the vampy slut who's manipulating him with her magic minge vag. Mm. And, um, and they sort of cobble together a line that it's quite obvious Ellie didn't say. Like, you don't see her say it, you just hear it in a voiceover and it's really disjointed and ridiculous. Like, mm. they've just taken words. She said, it's, and she goes, Abby's definitely acting way too sexual. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes... <laughs> in front of all of us. It's just not nice. Like, it's just been cobbled together. <laughs> in it. So I know she didn't say it, but this is the storyline they're sticking with, uh-huh. so whatever. Um, <laughs> Astro Bacci has to pick his favourite hug and he picks number four, which was Ellie, mm-hmm. and Abby is shocked because she is like, uh, excusez-moi, like, this was my challenge. This mm-hmm. is where I get immunity. Like, mm-hmm. this is where I was going to win. So Abby... <laughs> I love her so much. She goes, well, I'm just going to have to ramp it up then, even though it causes lots of drama in the house. (laughs) (laughs) She's the best. (laughs) She's just straight up, man. Like, she's just, I would much rather someone be upfront like that than be disingenuous. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Um, So then the next challenge is my worst nightmare. They all have to come out and sit across from him one by one and look into his eyes for four straight minutes without mm. talking. Oh. I know. It's my worst nightmare. Yeah. Like, And they all do it so earnestly. Like, they all come and sit there and look at him. Like, I could not do that without laughing. <laughs> and if I ever met a guy who could, who also, like, could not do it without laughing, I would know... He was right. Yeah. Like, if that, if I sat across from a guy who took an exercise like that seriously... Yep. I would dump him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but they all do. They literally sit there and stare at him. It's riveting television, by the way. Um, <laughs> they all sit there and stare at him and he stares back at them. But then they don't, they kind of just fly through everybody's because all that matters here is that Abby's a slut, right? Mm. And so we cut to Abby's and they seriously start playing 80s sexy saxophone. <laughs> and so she sits there staring at him and she is very flirtatious. Like mm. she bites her lip and she's kind of giggling a little mm bit and um and then they cut to Ellie obviously and she's like it just really worries me that Matt's being blinded by Abby she's just putting on a show like she went from sexy to romantic and now it looks like she's gonna cry like she's bad I'm actually really worried about Matt and I'm like she you just described a person who is good at flirting Mm. like what and is that not literally what this show is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, they're like, how dare she be so good at seducing the man we're all here to seduce. <laughs> Get into your Tarago and piss off. So over it. Um, so anyway, all this airtime they're giving to Ellie and how much she's complaining about Abby and how much she's talking, it's, like, obvious to me that she's got, like, all these little things make it obvious to me that she's going. Because mm-hmm. if you get a lot of airtime, it means they're cramming it in before you go. Mm-hmm. If you, like, start to get too confident about, you know, where you are, it's a sign that you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, Astro Bachi has to pick the girl who won after staring and hugging silently in excellent television for us. <laughs> And Ellie, again, is talking about it like it's a game. She's like, oh, if I get this, it'll be a home run. Like, it'll mean that I'm the winner and I'm going to be there in the end. And I feel like saying, no, Ellie, you're so stupid. Like, whoever he picks for this alone time after the group date is probably going home because he wants to save a proper single date for someone he actually likes. Mm. Like, whoever gets the dodgy 20 minutes at the end of the group date is someone he doesn't give an F about. Like... (laughs) Because he doesn't want to waste yep. 20 minutes. She's so dumb. But anyway, of course, she gets it. Mm. And she just thinks that that means she's going to win. Mm. Um, and they go and they hang and it's sweet and it's lovely and she's sweet and it's lovely and blah, blah, blah. But there is literally nothing there. Like mm. I don't see anything. But they seem to really get along and she seems to have a huge crush on him and he seems to look at her like... I'll pick you up after that babysitting job and drop you home. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not. Sure, I'll so, take you to your formal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, no one asked you. Oh, I'll step in. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
So she starts telling him how strong her feelings are for him and she's like saying, you know, she can see herself spending the rest of her life with him and he says, that's really humbling to hear. (laughs) So (laughs) she's getting cheesed (laughs) big time. And then, of course, she just starts going on and on and on and on and on and on about Abby. Like, mm. she brings it up again, even mm. after last time. And he just gets the shits. And in a talking head, he's like, she's already said this to me once. She said it to me last night. Yeah. Like, now that she's bringing it up again, it feels more like it's just her opinion and yeah. gossip rather yeah. than, like, just, you know, oh, I'm trying to let you know I heard this. To me, it seems like she's just saying, oh, I think Abby's a bitch and here's why. Mm. And so he just kind of looks bored and annoyed and they don't really kiss and then the date is over. Mm-hmm. And so then the next day there's a single date and, of course, it goes to Abby because he wants to give the single date to the person he actually really likes. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't give an F about what Ellie said because he just really likes her. Like, this date is weird. <laughs> so <laughs> he turns up to the house in a moving truck and on the side it says Matt's Movers. And he's like, surprise, let's do the funnest thing two people can do, move house. <laughs> and he's like, Abby, come with me. And so the whole date is they drive a truck to a house and then pretend to move in together to mm-hmm. the house. But there's all furniture in the house. Mm-hmm. The only thing they do to move into the new house is make the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so... Which Abby loves. <laughs> so, but to be honest, he is, they have so much fun together. Yeah. Like, for what everybody says about how she's manipulating him and whatever, like, he lights up and has fun around her in a way that I don't really see him do with anyone else. Like, they're just laughing and laughing and laughing and, like, doing this stupid date and, like, she, like, can't help but be sexual. Like, at one point he um, opens the buttons of the doona cover to put the doona in and she goes, <laughs> And he just starts <laughs> laughing at her. He's like, why do you always do that? And she's like, I don't know. Like, she just can't help it. <laughs> and then, you know, she doesn't give it F. Like, she's like, look, I'm hoping that the only reason um, the bed's the only thing we're doing is because he really wants a shag. Like, she just, <laughs> she's just like, she doesn't care. Um and so they're having fun. And mm. then back at the polygamy prison, all the girls are basically saying that um, they're really glad he picked her for mm. the single date because it means he listened to Ellie and he's taken her on this single date as a chance to, like, see through her disguise. So, like, <laughs> they think that, like, at the end of this single date, she's just, like, you know, a giant vagina on legs, but he'll tear off that mask and underneath will be, like, a horror <laughs> vagina with chomping teeth and he'll be like, oh, I finally understand. I'll pick Ellie and drive a Tarago for the rest of my life. Um <laughs> So, (laughs) it's getting pretty ridiculous. Like, stage five pubes dealer Emma Mm. says that she thinks it will be disastrous if Abby ends up with him. Mm. And then this is where I got really pissed off and got all feminist and sanctimonious and stopped watching. (laughs) Ellie goes... Above all else, Matt deserves to know that she's just obsessed with sexual chemistry. She doesn't deserve to be here anymore. Like, what? (laughs) What is wrong with sexual chemistry? Like, what is wrong with a woman being sexual? What is wrong with that? And being confident in herself. Yeah, Yeah, like, it just is very slut-shamey and gross to me. Like, Mm. I'm pathetic at being sexual. Like, Mm. I tweeted this last night. I said, you know, when I like a guy, I bump into things and fart out loud and screw it up. And I look at Abby and her sexual skills and I think, God, I wish I have those. But I don't begrudge her for having them just because I don't. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? It's just really icky and gross to me. And And then, you know, I went and looked at the comments that were being thrown her way last night and they're actually really horrific. Like, the things people are saying to her because of the way the show's been edited to make her out to be, like, the whore in this Madonna whore dynamic Mm. is really mean. And she's 23. Uh Like, can you imagine having to handle that when you're 23? Uh, I mean, God, no. Absolutely not. I can't imagine being able to deal with that at all now, let alone that age. Yeah, right now I would be a mess. Mm. But, I mean, and so I just... 
Also, like, why are they all so obsessed with what she's doing? Like, you know what she's doing while she's not obsessing over them? She's having fun with him, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, which they all seem to not understand. Mm. Well, I mean, when I say they all, I should probably say that this is all stage five pube stealer and Ellie. Chelsea and Eleanor at this point are kind of trying to hide in the corner and act as normal as possible because mm-hmm. I think they see that the whole thing's just a ridiculous stitch up. Mm-hmm. Um, One of my friends told me that he thought that he said there was a crazy girl on there and asked, have you talked about the crazy girl? And I was like, do you mean... Chinese tourism robot and he was like what <laughs> he hasn't listened to the podcast it turned out he was talking about Abby his interpretation was that she's a crazy stalker well yeah see what I mean mm. like it's just it's I just because she's like not afraid to say that she wants to bone him mm. and she's like yeah I want to end up with him I really want to have sex with him and then in this next part like she um they after they make the bed obviously she gets him she gets him horizontal on that bed pretty fast uh-huh. and she pretty much starts like dry humping him. Like it is very much like me with my high school boyfriend before we figured out we could have actual sex. <laughs> so yeah. there's lots of like dry <laughs> humping and making out and she doesn't give an F. Like in her talking head, she goes, oh yeah, I was actually humping him at one point. And she goes, <laughs> because she goes, you know, like the sexual frustration right now is pretty high. Mm. We've been dating each other for two months. We hardly ever get to see each other. So, yeah, why wouldn't I? Mm. And it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you? Mm. I just, but this is what makes people hate her and think she's a psycho. Mm. But I got to say, not everyone, because when I tweeted about it last night and put it on my Instagram, people came out, like a flood of people came out in support of her and were Mm. like, yes, oh, my God, I've been thinking that this whole time. Like, why is she getting so much shit? She just seems like a nice, funny, articulate girl. Mm. And What's the flavour of the shit that she's getting, though? Like, are they saying she's crazy? Um, or, just or that saying- she's... No, not that so much that she's crazy, more that she's manipulative, that she's um, just trying to sex him up for her career, that she's using her body and um, and using, like... Uh, hypnotizing him with sex, even though she doesn't really want to win. She just wants Instagram followers. Like basically saying she's acting like a whore to be famous Uh is the general flavor. Right. And yeah, I don't (laughs) like what, I mean, even, even if she is thinking about creating some kind of profile for this, I'm sorry, but who isn't? Like he is, there is no way he hasn't, trademarked hashtag hot scientist the second yeah. he signed up for this. There's no way. He wants to be the sexy Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, that's obvious. Yeah. Like, he finished his PhD. There's mm. not really paid jobs in astrophysics unless you're an astronaut, <laughs> which is why he's stuck at NAB right now. Mm. And he's hoping that once this show ends, he'll become, like, Studio 10's go-to science guy. Mm. Like, he's going to build a big, you know, media science career out mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who cares if, like, she wants to build a profile, that doesn't mean she also doesn't like him yeah. and want to win in the end. Yeah. Like, Does she have a F? job, do you know? Um, I think it said property valuer. Uh-huh. I can't remember. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's 23. When mm. I was 23, I was working at the movies, I think. <laughs> like. <laughs> Why? She's not like she'd have an established career right now. Like, mm. um, yeah. So, I mean, I uh, the whole thing is just bizarre and I feel quite bad for her. And, and it just made me really cranky last night that, I mean, not only, I think Ellie is certainly jealous of her, but I think the show, ha- they've ramped it up to a point that's quite unfair and icky. Mm. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, feminist rage. <laughs> <laughs> so, you got it um, all out, honey. So they're on the bed. She's humping him. She's humping him. Um, and but then he's like, "Okay, look, I've got to talk to her about this thing that Ellie said to me about her only being in this to become social media famous." Mm-hmm. And you can tell that he doesn't really want to ask her. Like mm. you can tell that he doesn't really believe that it's true. But obviously, they're making him do it. Mm. So they go out to a magic sex couch outside and they're having a really nice time. And then he just very awkwardly and apologetically is like, so these accusations have been going around and like, um, you know, I just sort of uh, don't want to upset you, Mm. but like, um, I just want to understand like what the context is, like 
could there have been something that you said that they misunderstood? Mm. Like he's trying to do it in this way where mm. he's like, I really don't want to be asking you this, but I have to be. Mm. Um, and she, <laughs> she's pretty great. Like she, she plays it quite well. Like she basically acts like she's never even heard of social media. Like she's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Like she's like, what? Well, I don't understand. What is the interweb? I don't understand. <laughs> like she kind of just acts like she's really de- devo. But I mean, the main thing is she more seems upset, not at the accusation itself, but mm. that the other girls are bitching about her. Mm-hmm. And in a talking head, she's like, why are they so obsessed with me? Like mm. get over it. And so she just says to him like, look, no, I don't care about that. What even is Instagram? <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'm here for you. And he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems very guilty and apologetic and he's like, okay, I believe you. I'm sorry. I had to bring it up. Please pash me some more. I want your magic minge. Um, <laughs> so we cut to the cocktail party. Um, Chelsea and Eleanor are still in the corner, just trying to be normal and staying away from all the drama. And they're just talking about very sensible things, like mm-hmm. how it's getting to the end of the competition and they're nervous about who's going to go home. And the producers are like, F this, that's boring. Let's cut to Emma and Ellie, like mm-hmm. having a massive bitch. And so (laughs) this is my favourite part of the whole episode where it is so clear that they're manufacturing this bitch fight that is sort of real but not really. So Astro Bacci and Abby walk into the cocktail party arm in arm because they've come straight from their date Mm. and the camera immediately goes to Ellie to, like, see her face because, like, she thought that this was the date where he was going to be like, ha-ha, I've unmasked you, which badge and throw her in the river and so Ellie looks up and looks over at Abby and she's kind of squinting and they play this music like she's giving her the evil eye but really it's like quite clear that she's short-sighted and she just like is squinting because she can't see her across the garden but Channel 10 like is pushing it hard they're like "Mm," and Abby's like got this look on her face and it's like she literally just cannot see it's just so um manufactured at this point. Mm. Um, and then um, Abby is acting really, like, happy and, like, not bothered. And so then Ellie is to stage five pubes dealer. She's like, oh, like, she doesn't seem upset or angry, which means, like, maybe Matt didn't say anything to her about what I said about mm. her. And instead of feeling, like, seeming relieved that it wasn't revealed she'd been bitching about her, she seemed, mm. like, disappointed. <laughs> And so this is the most bizarre 10 minutes. So then they cut to Abby giving talking head and she says, look, I am really devastated that Ellie said that stuff about me, but Mm. Matt and I talked about it and I don't want to give her the satisfaction of knowing that it's even on my radar. Mm. Like I'm fine, I'm happy, I don't even want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But Ellie can't let it go. And so they cut back to her and she's talking to Stage 5 Pube Stealer and she's like, I don't understand why she's not upset. Like, do you think Matt told her what I said? I mean, I hope not because I don't want a confrontation with her. But, like, you know, I think I'm just going to go over and, and and like, tell her what I said to Matt. So, like, maybe we just won't have a confrontation about the confrontation, but I think maybe we're going to have a confrontation. And so she, she storms over to Abby to confront her about the thing that she really doesn't want to have a confrontation about. And she's like, babe, there's been something on my mind all night can I pull you aside for a bit? And Abby's like, fine, whatever. And so they go and sit in private and she's like, babe, I just couldn't go on if I didn't talk to you about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I did say some things to Matt about you. Mm -hmm. And Abby just cuts her off straight away and goes, babe, honestly, I really don't want to have this conversation because it's going to make me upset. Like we don't have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about Mm it. And then Ellie's like, babe, I definitely don't want to have this conversation either, but, like, can't you tell how much I don't want to have this conversation? But please just let me have a conversation with you about how much I don't want to have a conversation with you about how much I was bitching about you. Mm -hmm. And Abby is like, babe, I don't want to talk about it. And Ellie actually starts to get annoyed (laughs) that Abby doesn't (laughs) want to talk about the fact that Ellie was bitching about her. And she's like, but I really want to talk about why I was bitching about you. And, like, can't you see how, like uncomfortable I am and how much I don't want to talk about this, but hear me out because let's talk about this. Mm. And Abby is just like, seriously, I feel like it's resolved. 
me and Matt talked about it. We don't have to talk about it. And then Ellie gets this look on her face like she's so confused. (laughs) And she goes, like, she's basically like, why won't you let me explain why I've been bitching about you? Like, it's the weirdest (laughs) thing. (laughs) And it's, I mean, it's obvious that a producer has sent her in, like, talk to Abby about this. And Abby's like, I don't want to talk about it. And Mm. Ellie's like, I really don't want you to know I was bitching about (laughs) you, but here are all the reasons why I did it and exactly what happened. Mm. And so then Abby just gets annoyed and she just gets up and walks off because she's like, I don't want to talk about this. Mm. And then Ellie's just left sitting there like, why won't you let me confront you about the confrontation that I don't want to (laughs) have? And so Ellie is just really like discombobulated and confused. Mm. And then they cut to the rose ceremony and... One girl is going. Mm. And to me, it is so freaking obvious that it's Ellie. Like, they've built up this whole episode Mm. for her to have a major crash. And then the whole way through the rose ceremony, it's voiceovers of her saying how confident she is that she has the best connection with Matt and she can't wait for hometowns and she Mm. can't wait for him to meet her family. And it's like, a doy, she's going. Um, Eleanor gets the first rose and then Abby gets the second rose and they cut to Ellie's face and her face is just like, what the actual fuck? Like she can't even (laughs) deal. Like she tried to pull off a Sagan style Kill Bill revenge Uh and she's like, oh my God, I don't think it's working. (laughs) And so then Chelsea gets the third rose and it comes down to Ellie and stage five pubes dealer Emma and Ellie gets booted. Mm -hmm. She gets booted Mm -hmm. and she is visibly stunned Mm -hmm. like because she thought she was going to win and Mm -hmm. she immediately starts crying and all the other girls are stunned too because they thought she had it in the bag and she's crying and then Oshie comes out and tells her she's an unlovable loser and she has to go (laughs) and so Astro Bachi walks her out to the car and she's like, I'm so confused and it is really sad Mm -hmm. because like she did really like him and she is really sweet Mm -hmm. and I think she thought she was going to win. Mm. So to get knocked out fifth, I think yeah. she was just like, well, what? And I also think that he didn't really like her. And so this was kind of like a mercy cut. Mm. Like rather than keep stringing her along because she's such a sweet pea, mm. cut her now. Yeah. Like because if you take her to the top two, that's mean. So, like, she wouldn't be able to handle it. And also he would look like a monster because she is basically Australia's sweetheart Uh right now. So it's a smart move. Mm -hmm. Um, He just tells her that he had stronger connections with the other girls and Mm -hmm. her face is just like, what? Um, And then (laughs) back inside, this is so amazing. So he's out there talking to Ellie and back inside, Abby just still is not great at reading the room and not great at doing herself any favours. (laughs) So she turns to the other girls who are just devastated and crying that Ellie's been kicked out and she goes, I think that the thing that she said about me Mm. ended up reflecting poorly on her because I think he believes me. Uh, and all the girls just look at her like, how dare you? And their faces are like, we know he believes you because you've tricked him with your witchcraft badge. <laughs> and they're standing there and they're still crying and they're still just, they're all in a group hug like they can't believe it. And then Abby goes, well, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> Quite, never quite cottons on, like, <laughs> read the room, babe. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, she does, so uh-huh. she said it. Yeah. <laughs> and in the car, Ellie's crying and she she just literally keeps repeating in her country twang, what the f***? What the f***? What the f***? Like, she cannot believe she got kicked out. Uh-huh. Um, and then I read in interviews this morning, because, you know, she had to do the press rounds mm. on Thursday morning, that she was like, look, we weren't really matched anyway. And she's like, to be honest, I would have preferred the Honey Badger, who was the bogan from last year, which is probably true. Like, they weren't really well suited. Mm. Um, And so that's that. She was gone. Right. Yep. Okay, so I've got a question. Okay, go. So I can only imagine that the only reason they were able to get so many sound bites from other people talking about Abby, 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 I hate Abby, Abby's the worst, blah, blah, yeah. blah, is because they've got producers prompting, 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 and then trying to script scenarios that then don't quite go according to the script. I'm picturing Ellie just looking totally bewildered, like, yes. did Abby not get the same pages as I did? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but when they've since come out and they've been doing interviews, mm. 
have any of them made any comments about Abby at all? Um, they've all stuck to the line of like they think that she's just in it, like they don't think she's genuine. Mm. Like none of them have changed their mind since they've come out. But Ellie did say in interviews this morning that um, basically um, she didn't want to talk to Matt the second time about Abby Mm. and the producer's told her to. Uh-huh. Like, they were like, you know, we don't think he got it last time. We think maybe you should tell him again. And I think they just, she was obviously jealous of Abby. Mm. Like, who wouldn't be? Mm. Abby is like a sex machine. Mm. And I think they just kind of took advantage of her jealousy and <laughs> told her to, you know, say things and do things. And like, I think the root feelings were there, but definitely not as major as what they made out like her obsession with Abby, I don't think it was that bad. Like as much as they're making Abby look awful and slutty and ridiculous, they're doing it to all the other girls too. Yeah. The whole thing's a, you know, construct. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Uh that's what happened. Okay, all right. How are you feeling? (laughs) 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 We're getting to the tail end, my friend. I'm counting down those episodes. And I so. just found out that apparently we're doing The Bachelorette, so we get to start it all again. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's have a brief chat. So <laughs> when we put out the call to people, like when we go to Just the Gist where we're doing Just the Gist of anything, we mm. did get a lot of um, requests for a lot of really cool stuff that mm. I've all been taking down and it's all getting noted. Like but what? then every... Oh, um heaps of things. So um, one girl asked me if I could give just the gist of how money and currency works, which blows my mind because money is a construct and Mm. it's not really real Mm. and there's not a physical dollar for every, like, philosophical dollar. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I could definitely (laughs) give you the gist on that Uh and um, sort of maybe. Um, And then a lot of people want me to um, do the gist of this Caroline Calloway drama, which I won't go in too deep with you because I know you don't know who that is, but it's been major in the news this week. Uh-huh. Um, but then a lot of people were just like, please say you're doing The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I mean, I was just like, well, mm-hmm. okay. And the reason I want to do it is because I love Angie. So Angie is The Bachelorette and she was on Gogglebox for like four years. Uh-huh. Um which, do you know what Gogglebox is? Is that the one where people watch You watch TV. people watching TV. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. And she's so funny and so hilarious and kind of a bogan and I think she'll be really fun to watch. Uh-huh. And so I just thought, look, Jacob, why don't we give the people what they want? Mwah. Thursday Night's Bachelor, hometown dates, and... They are not messing around. The budget is out of cash and they got to cram all this in before what I'm assuming is the finale next week because there is no, we just cut to Abby in Brisbane where we're <laughs> at her hometown. Um, and, of course, she's amazing. She takes him to a rooftop bar and pool just so she can wear a bikini that she looks freaking nuts in. Like, mm. it's one of those bikinis where it's like a G-string bikini and, mm. like, but, like, not by accident, like, when I wear one, like, it's meant to be that. <laughs> she looks amazing. And, um, I've got, like, and, the, and so they basically just swim and make out on this rooftop infinity pool and they cut to her in a talking head and she's like, yeah, it is a bit of strategic play by me, to be honest. And she goes, I'm holding on to him as much as I can because I want him to know how much I care about him. And she pauses and then she laughs and goes, Emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) She's so funny. (sighs) Um, And they just make out and it's really sexy. And then they sit by the pool and make out while two masseuses who are meant to give them massages stand there waiting for them to stop making out, but they never do. And then they go and sit in some deck chairs and have some cocktails and just make out some more. Uh And I was just like, man, this is kind of my dream day. Like, they're just sitting and swimming and making out mm. and drinking. Mm. And if there was like a TV binge and an orgasm, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yes, thanks. <laughs> like perfect date. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so they do that and then they go and meet her family and her family are just so 
awesome and mm. lovely and welcoming and they're all just like her and really funny and um she's got um she doesn't have her dad cuz remember she had to get a job when she was a teenager <laughs> <laughs> because her dad's not around so her uncle rob is there who's like her father figure and her uncle rob just walk the man is meant to be the one who like grills the bachelor and mm. her uncle rob just walks up to him and goes you must be matt you are gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> lovely and warm and there's so much laughter and talking and and it's one of those situations where like because you know I don't really have parents I always look at families and think oh I'd like that family it was I was looking at it going oh gosh I would kill for that family like it was just really nice um and I mean the main sort of big dramatic moment in this one is Abby's mum pulls him aside to have a chat and he asks Abby's mom once and for all mm. what Abby's plans are, re, children and babies. Yeah. And Abby's mom basically said what she's been saying the whole time. Like, it's not top of her priority list unless she meets the right person, mm-hmm. which has been so difficult for all of Australia to understand, but, like, sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Mm. Um, and so he walks away from that going, like, that's what she's been telling me the whole time. Her mum just confirmed it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the night, um, she walks him. This is what has to happen at the end of every hometown date. What is expected of the girl is that she walks the bachelor out to the front yard of the house and she has to tell him that she's falling in love with him. Like uh-huh. that's the rule at this point, mm-hmm. which she does. And he seems thrilled by that. Mm-hmm. Cut to Chelsea, the scientist with abs. Mm -hmm. This one's really boring. Um, She's from Melbourne. That's a good sign because that's where he lives. Mm -hmm. Um, She takes him to like a Melbourne bar and they just hang out Mm -hmm. and it's pretty bland and they kind of just do their thing and, you know, just abs and science and nerdy jokes. Mm. Uh, She'll probably win. I don't know. Um, they go to her house and this girl comes from money. Mm. Like it's one of those Turak mansions. Uh-huh. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It is huge. And it made, <laughs> it made me wonder, like, I'd be so screwed at this point in the game if I was on The Bachelor. Like, mm. cause I don't have parents. I got my sisters. <laughs> like, I guess we'd just go to Rhiannon's house in Bankstown. <laughs> like, I don't like, where would I take this guy? Take them to my mom's place up at Wait, you, Yeah, I was going to say, yes. you'd probably be there because there's no men in my life. So it'd be my sisters, you, and Muhammad, my nephew. <laughs> so you and Muhammad would be the ones to grill him, like, in Bankstown, and we'd probably order in, like, KFC, like, yeah. family feast. <laughs> like, that'd be it. And some tofu for you. <laughs> <laughs> the widow um, Stanley would love nothing more than to be there. She would love oh, the yes. power to vet. Well, you know, your mother is my, um, I want to say second mother. Mm-hmm. I have Well, I have about ten second mothers, and she is one of them. Um so, I mean, her family, this Chelsea girl, they're sensible and normal, which means it's not great TV and she's mm. probably going to win. Um, her whole thing is that um, that's meant to make her interesting, but it doesn't really, is that she's been heartbroken before. Mm. And so it's very hard for her to feel vulnerable. And so she walks him out to the front yard where she's meant to say her thing. And she says, I am falling for. And then she starts <laughs> laughing and says, sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> Um, so she kind of screws it. (laughs) And that's that. Uh Um, then we cut to stage five pube stealer, Emma. Mm. Um, she's from Sydney. Uh And, um, I feel like it's kind of obvious she's going home tonight, so I don't really care about any of this. Mm. Uh, they meet by the harbour, which is what they always do when people are from Sydney. Mm. But I feel like if it was me, like I'm from Sydney and we'd probably meet in some shitty alley and like... (laughs) the inner west and then go to the Vic for a schnitty like I I see the harbour like maybe once a month so but anyway clearly everyone in Sydney lives by the harbour so that's where they go um oh and we find out here that her family is in Ireland and that's why she has that weird accent Um, which I thought was I grew up on the North Shore and went to Europe once but um her family are all in Ireland Mm -hmm. and so he meets her dogs um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they wash them. And then he meets some of her friends. Um, and it is so obvious to her friends that she is like stage five clinger obsessed with him and that he's just not really that 
into it. Uh-huh. Like her friends kind of pull him aside for a private chat and he's just like can't really give them anything about how committed he is because mm. he's not. Mm. Um, and so there's no question that she's going to say what she has to say when she takes him out to the front yard at the mm. end of the night. So she takes him out and she says, I'm falling in love with you. And as soon as she says it, he looks so uncomfortable. And in a talking head, he goes, her feelings have just gone so far ahead of mine. I mean, there's a chance I could fall in love with her. And then he kind of desperately looks around for some cheese and he goes, <laughs> but there's also a good chance I might not. <laughs> and it's like, well, there's all the tension out of this episode. Yeah. He goes, who's going? <laughs> and so then we cut to um, Eleanor in Perth. Mm-hmm. Um, subtly bitchy Eleanor who mm. pops out from behind the pot plant mm-hmm. when people are bitching and inseminated the pearl. Um, or the oyster with a pearl. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, there was some insemination. Mm. Um, he meets her family and they do not like the situation. Mm. Like, I think, as usual, the thing with her is she is phenomenally hot mm. and she is not used to not having the upper hand in relationships. Like, she has said to all the girls that she's never been dumped before mm. and I don't think her family are used to her not having the upper hand either. So mm. they do not like this. They do not like him. The whole thing's really awkward. And then they're sitting there eating dinner And just when things are starting to warm up and they're all kind of laughing together, the most bizarre random thing happens. So, I mean, I know they say, like, bitches be cray and it's like that's really chauvinistic and misogynistic, but, Mm. like, the next 10 minutes is, like, bitches be cray. (laughs) Like, this is weird. Mm -hmm. So he starts talking about how when they first met on the red carpet the Mm. first night, she said some things in French. And he's like, oh, yeah, you did. Like, they were talking about how she speaks fluent French. And he goes, oh, yeah, you did say a little something in French when I met you that night on the red carpet, didn't you? And she turns and looks at him like he sexually abuses and mutilates kittens for fun. Like, (laughs) she gets this look on her face. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait, what? Like, what did he do? And she goes... Are you serious, Matt? I spoke French like the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) And and then they cut to a talking head and she goes, how could he not even remember that about me? (laughs) And then, like, he's just sitting there going, what? And then they Mm. cut to it, like, she has to leave the table to have a really serious talk with her sister and mum. And her sister is like totally on her side. She's like, how could he not remember that about you? This is a major red flag. <laughs> and it's like, is it? Like, he remembered she spoke French. Mm. He just, like, couldn't remember the exact amount of sentences she said mm. in French. And she is like, how dare you? This is over. And also, he met, like, 30 girls that night uh-huh. and, like, didn't know which ones he liked yet or which ones he didn't. Like, of course, they're all just going to meld into... He remembered she spoke French. Mm. I mean, holy Oprah. <laughs> and so, I feel, or one I of feel the producers reminded him that well, she spoke French. You know, French. but even Either if he way. didn't remember, like it's the, it was what three months ago now. And mm. anyway, and so were you just Helen, doing an accent? Well, Does I'm she trying have to. An accent? She has a weird kind of South African. Uh, but also, I think she's from. She grew up in Mauritius. Okay. Like, it's a weird, just nondescript mm-hmm. European weird accent. Uh-huh. So, obviously, what I was just doing, Jake. Yeah, well done. Now we, paid, we paid thousands of dollars for dialect <laughs> lessons, don't you remember? <laughs> look, at, look at me putting them to good use. You make it seem so effortless. Um, and so, she's talking to her mum and sister and she's like, he doesn't think I'm special. He doesn't think I'm worth remembering. And they're both just like, yep, yep, yep. And she starts crying and she's like, I can't do this. He thinks I'm nothing. He thinks I'm nothing. And it's like, what? (laughs) Literally, what? (laughs) Holy said, like, what? And so she's like, I can't do this. And I honestly think this is just, like, I do feel for her in a sense because I think this is the first time in her life she hasn't had a guy eating out of the palm of her hand. Mm. And it's just totally, like, unusual territory for her and she doesn't know how to handle it. Mm. Um, So she takes him out the front and this is where she's meant to say that she's falling in love with him. Mm -hmm. But instead she goes, you didn't remember exactly how much French I spoke that night. (laughs) And he goes, (laughs) whoa. And he's like, "Um, look, I I don't remember word for word our first meeting. Like, Mm. yes, that's true, but 
I'm here. Mm. I'm meeting your family in another state mm. because I like you so much. Mm. And she just goes, yeah, look, I think I know when someone's into me and I just don't think you are. <sighs> and this is where she's being kind of manipulative slash genius. Mm. So I think she isn't willing to be vulnerable enough mm. to go to the end and possibly get rejected. Mm. So she's trying to force him to say that she's the one right now. Like, uh -huh. I think she's trying to give him an ultimatum, like either admit to me that it's me yeah. or I'm walking. Uh -huh. And so she's playing a very dangerous game of chicken yeah. because, like, he could call her bluff and just be like, all right, see ya. Mm. Um, so she says to him, I'm done. She goes, I can't. I'm done. I can't. I'm done. Mm. You think I'm nothing? I'm done. <laughs> and and he is, and, and I think she's hoping that he'll be like, wait, no. But he's just so confused. And mm. he's like, wait, what? And like, and so then she goes, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm sorry. I'm leaving. And so she basically breaks up with him. And then she walks into her house, but there's still cameras in the house. Mm. And she shuts the front door, but then just stands exactly by the front door, like <laughs> waiting for him to come, I think, yeah. obviously. Mm -hmm. And he is just kind of like, walking around the street, like, confused, mm. and all these producers are like, so how do you feel? Tell us how you feel. Tell us how you're feeling. What's going on? And mm. he's just like, um, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, and she's, I just think is really manipulative. Yeah. And so then it gets, but smart, because she's making him fight for her, yeah, whereas yeah, all yeah. the other girls are doing the opposite. Yeah. So it's smart. Yeah. Um, so then he goes and knocks on the door and she answers it immediately because she's standing right there. Mm -hmm. And he's like, please, can we talk? And she's like, okay. And then he just starts totally playing into her hands. He's like, I'm so sorry I forgot stuff. And he goes, yes, it is f***ed up. I should have remembered. I should have remembered. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's like, I don't want this to be the end. Mm. And she's just sitting there, like her posture kind of straightens like... Mm. She's back in her comfort zone. Yeah. Like, she's got the power now. Mm -hmm. And so she's looking at him basically like she's just letting him stutter and splutter and apologize. And, and she's just looking at him like, beg for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and she's not giving him anything. And so she's in total control. And he's like, will I see you in Sydney for the rose ceremony? And she says, yes. And so then he leaves and he's out on the street and they cut to a talking head with her but she's still annoyed that he didn't quit the whole competition right then and there. Mm. And she goes, like, Sydney for the rose ceremony? And she goes, I call bullshit. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and so then he's outside and right at the moment he's doing his talking head to the camera going, oh, I'm so relieved I went back in and she agreed to come to Sydney. Mm. She walks up behind him and she's like, I can't do this. I'm not coming to Sydney. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, what? And so... Like, I th she's honestly pushed. She's trying to get him to quit the competition and say that she's it. And so does then he, he have the option to give her a rose now. Like, does he uh, have that option to just give out a rose whenever he wants? Uh, probably not. I doubt uh -huh. it. And I mean, if the producers let him do that, it'd be boring. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're uh -huh. let they're they're forcing him to like panic. Mm -hmm. And so he just doesn't know what to do. And he says like he looks at her, and she basically like says to him, I will walk if mm. you do not tell me you that I'm it. And he looks at her and he says, what do you want? Like, mm. I, I don't know what you want me to do. And she looks at him and she goes, I want you. I genuinely want you. And he goes, well, then stay. But then she looks back at him and the look in her face is like, not good enough. <laughs> like, that she wanted him to say, mm. okay, I'll quit. Mm -hmm. And so then... They cut to the rose ceremony and we just don't know, is she going to turn up or isn't she? Uh -huh. And it's just Abby and stage five pube stealer Emma and Chelsea standing there and she's not there. Uh -huh. And it's like, OMG. And those three girls are like, yes, like, is someone gone? Like, mm. this is easier for us. And like, she's the worst and maybe he booted her. Mm. And then she does come. She's just a bit late. <laughs> 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 and so you're kind of like, oh, I mean, maybe she realized that he called her bluff and she couldn't manipulate him like mm. that. So maybe she's kind of eating crow and she's back and she's eating humble pie. Mm. And so then 
right as Astro Bachi reaches down to pick up the first rose to offer to the first girl, she goes, Matt, can I just have a quick chat? <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, he's not going to quit. <laughs> girl, yeah. leave it. And so then Abby, stage five pube stealer, and Chelsea are pissed. Mm. And she takes him outside and basically, like, kind of just says sorry. Mm. She's like, look, I was panicking. I got really scared. I hope, like, this doesn't affect what your choice is going to be tonight. Mm. And then back inside, like, stage five pube stealer is like, um, excuse me, she can't just take him away like that. Like, she, she's getting extra time. Like, mm. this is not, like, and Abby's like, excuse me, survivor rules, outwit, outplay, outlaw. Like, Abby's like, piss, <laughs> she didn't think of it. She's like, um, she can't have extra time. Like, this is basically like having a private meeting before, like, you know, mm. you vote. Like, mm. she could have immunity. I don't understand. Like, this is unfair. And so the three of them, are, well, not so much Chelsea, because Chelsea just stands there with her abs and acts normal mm. because she's going to win. Mm. Um, But... Pube Stealer and Abby are pissed. And so then Matt's just like, look, I'm really glad you're here. Thank you for telling me. They go back inside. And so stage five Pube Stealer gets voted out. And it's obvious that she was going to the whole time. Mm. So he picks Abby. He picks Chelsea. He picks Eleanor. And stage five Pube Stealer is basically convinced that she was going to marry Matt and spend the rest of her life with him had it not been for that 30 seconds that Eleanor got to talk to him before the rose ceremony. Right. And wait, just going back, did you actually get to see the conversation that they had in that 30 seconds? Yeah, she just said to him, I'm sorry, I was freaking out. Oh. Oh. Like, that's it. Right. She goes, I'm really glad I came. I'm sorry, I was freaking out. I just, you know, and he's like, I'm really glad you're here. And she's like, thank you. And that was it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then- but it was still very manipulative. Like the whole, she, it was a very manipulative, clever game mm-hmm. by her um, to like not get there and then turn up late and then like pull him aside at the last minute. And he was probably panicking, thinking mm. she's going to tell me she's going. And then mm. she's like, no, you're so lucky I'm staying. And he mm. was like, thank God. Like yeah. he was so relieved. <laughs> By the time she told him I'll stay, mm. he would have given her all the roses. Do you know what I mean? It was very smart. Yeah. I've been saying um, for a while, he's got a lot of insecurities. And so yes. she's played off them really nicely. Right. Well, Which made me think so. like, oh man, she could win. I don't know. But um. Yeah, so stage five pube stealer is just like, what the F? Like, Mm. if she hadn't done that, I would have won. (laughs) Um, And Abby, like, turns to her and she's like, why did you do that? Like, that was really unfair of you to do that right before a rose ceremony. (laughs) And it's like, Abby, come on, babe. Like, she just just outwitted, outplayed, outlasted. (laughs) Like, you gotta gotta let them have it when Mm -hmm. they have it. Um, And then, you know, they kind of, just show pube stealer in the car and she's like, I would have won if Abby didn't have a magic minge and if Eleanor didn't um, talk to him for 30 seconds before that rose ceremony and that's it. Uh, So that's what happened. Abby, Chelsea and Eleanor Eleanor, are the three finalists, which I've been saying for weeks that they'd be the top three. Um, But I honestly still can't pick it. Uh-huh. Like, I think it will be Chelsea I th- because I just don't think Channel 10 would have given Abby such a horrible, horrible edit mm. knowing that people would hate it mm. if she won. Because mm. if she wins now, people will be mad. Uh-huh. And you sent me a message as well saying that you think it's the girl from Perth, which is... Which is Eleanor. Um, because he's been posting pictures from Perth. But yes. now do you think that was a double bluff? Well, now apparently he's come out and said that he is putting different geolocations on all his photos to throw everybody off. <laughs> so who knows, man? I mean, I think Eleanor played it really smart and really manipulated him this week by threat, like basically giving him an ultimatum. Um, but I think maybe it was just a little bit too mm-hmm. drama filled. Mm. So I just think, I think it'll probably come down to. Chelsea and Abby, mm-hmm. and Chelsea will win, mm-hmm. and Abby will be Devo. Mm-hmm. Um, but next week, oh, the promo was like Abby basically like grinds her vag into his pain on a beach. <laughs> it looks very sexy, and she tells him that she's in love with him. Mm. Um, Chelsea tells him that she's falling in love with him, and Eleanor is like, 
Hey, what's up? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Eleanor will go next Wednesday and then the finale will be on Thursday and it'll be Abby and Chelsea. Uh-huh. What do you think? Uh, I'll follow your lead. Yeah, that feels good. <laughs> That's right, sure. <laughs> we said it weeks ago that the narrative here is going to end up being hot, smart people end up yeah. with hot, smart people and they live happily ever after. Yeah. yeah. Scientists, two scientists with abs, man. I mean, it's bland, but it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Fun to watch for everyone. Is mm. it though? <laughs> <laughs> Just being polite. It, oh, no, it is. You know what? I love The Bachelor and it's been so well cast. Mm. I did Osha's podcast last oh, a few days ago, actually, oh. and we talked a lot about it. We actually yeah. talked more about Survivor because we're so obsessed. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, we just talked about how it's been really well cast this year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that means that when you get to the last few weeks, it's boring because it's all the actual, like, possible people yeah. that he could end up with and they're all usually relatively normal. So, mm. bleh. <laughs> Bring back cheese up. Yes. <laughs> Bad Bunch of Shiggy, where are you? <laughs> uh, are they still in the media? Oh, uh, Do they pop up? Yeah, they pop up and yeah. like talk about their fillers and who they're bashing <laughs> and, and they all bash each other, like all the reality. To, like I think Bad Bunch of Shiggy started like patch someone from maths and then like they all just, you know, set up patching to um, sell photos to the Daily Mail uh-huh. and I click on all the articles so it's worth it. Uh-huh. So if I'm <laughs> clicking on them, so is everyone. Um, yeah. They're Very around. Yeah. Living their best effing lives. Okay, so it didn't work out between Bad Batch of Shit Cake and the model. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Vaco? I forgot, oh, I forgot they were um, pretending to be lesbians yeah. for a hot second. Um, <laughs> not that I know of. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't care about these people once they're gone, to be honest. You know that. I barely care about them when they're on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, dearie me. All, all right. right. So, um, love ya. Next week we're going to record in person. I'm so excited. Yes. Um... Yeah, and I think the finale is next week. Yeah, cool. Well, I, mean, I guess I'll find out when I show up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Love you, honey cakes. Love you. Bye. 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 bye.